Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. And now the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. Recently, my wife, Jan, and I were in a motel room and we had one of her grandsons with us, Caleb. And so we were going to put our clothes in, in some the drawers there, the cabinets that they had. And so Caleb opened one of those drawers and he said, look, Papa, Nana, they have a Bible. And you knew who it was. You knew the Gideons had been there, that they had placed that Bible there in that motel room, and what a joy it was. And he said, and I got to tell him the story about the Gideons, and uh, it, it was an opp- opportunity to share the power of the Word of God and how Gideons know when the Word of God is placed somewhere and someone picks up the Bible and they read, uh, listen, there's a good chance that they will see the truth, and that truth can set them free. This is Bert Harper along with Nathan Harper, and it's our joy to come to you each weekend with Exploring Missions. And and Nathan, later on, we're going to have an interview with an individual from Gideon's International. Now, most of us have the opportunity to talk with Gideon's in our local area. Uh, most churches in <clears throat> evangelical churches They'll have a Gideon in once a year to give a report, and we get to meet them. But this was an opportunity to talk about the headquarters up in Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, to talk to them about what God was doing in that area. And and it was a joy. But we can see the work of Gideons in schools, in hospitals, uh, in motel rooms. uh, And guess what? International means international. Yeah. It, it's not just here in the United States. So Gideons, uh, listen, those of you that are listening that are Gideons, we thank God for you. Amen. Um, and another just a bit of um, to tag on to that. So the, the um, I think the most downloaded and the most used and read Bible app um, that's out there in the, in the internets. Internet world. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Is the U version of the of the Bible, right? And it's it started because of a, a Gideon Bible being given to a a youngster, and that in, desire probably in the fifth grade. Yeah, that desire in their heart birthed into um, when the technology you know came about uh, that vision of of creating a a Bible app where people all over the world in different languages could have access, ready access on their phone. Or on their device to uh, to read God's word. Now, you know I've I've grown old over the years, and I still feel young. Try to act young, but sometimes it doesn't work too good. But I can remember being in the fifth grade at Wheeler, Mississippi, Wheeler Grammar School. You'll have to look that up on the map. Yes, you will. It's... Now, if you're in Mississippi and you know anything about basketball, you know a little bit about it. I won't talk about that today. That's not a purpose. But I remember being in the fifth grade and a Gideon coming to our classroom and giving every student a Bible. Mm-hmm. Now, it was accepted in those days. It was expected. It was encouraged. And so they didn't have to stand off of the campus. 
to see if anybody wanted them. They they gave it to it. And I don't remember a child uh, in that class complaining. I saw several, oh, boy, I've got a Bible now. And uh, But Gideons are still trying to, and they get into some schools because they're invited, but they're going to try to get a, a New Testament with Psalms and Proverbs in the hands of fifth graders. And it has made a difference in people's lives over the years, as you've just alluded to. Yeah, and, you know, sometimes it we've all heard testimonies of how as a child a child will will read uh the bible or portions of it and 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 not necessarily understand it and maybe not be in a home or in a church setting where it's made it's un, it's, it's taught to them and shared with them and made plain to them but as they get older maybe even drifting further and further from god um as an adult God will use that word of a, as a seed planted in a child's heart a long time ago, and God will work and bring that back up and as a desire to, to know God and as a desire to go back and, and read the Bible as an adult for the first time. And, you know, we see God using that, um, that seed that comes to fruition years later sometimes in people's lives to, to bring salvation and redemption and bring uh, fulfillment of their purpose and in life and and that's what God's word does it's it's a i mean Jesus referred to to it as as seed that goes into the ground uh the ground the soil of our hearts and um there's different um results based on the type of soil that that we are or we can be um but the seed if the seed is pure if it's the god if it's God's word that we're sharing with people uh, it it does the work, you know. the The work is is done by the seed. Um, you know, the soil doesn't make it grow. It's the seed that does the that brings the the plant the fruit. Yep. With that in mind, Hebrews four twelve, for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two edged sword, piercing even to the vision of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. That is powerful. That is the Word of God. <clears throat> now, what I found out a lot of times when people read the Bible and they see how it's divided into chapters and verses, it wasn't originally that right. way. So you say, well, man, I can't remember a verse. Well, you can remember the verse even if you can't remember the reference. Yeah, God doesn't say the reference has power. Like right. Hebrews four twelve, no, Hebrews four twelve. The reading of that is quick and powerful and sharper, and that is the word of God. So the word of God is powerful. That that's the whole idea. Uh, the word of God um, spoken, the word of God read, has power uh, to draw people. I remember this as a child too. You know, I spend a you know. I guess you get older, you may remember your childhood more events or whatever, but. I don't mean to do that today, but I can't help but remember this illustration given by a pastor. said, <clears throat> now, mathematics, and I majored in math uh, in college for two years, and uh, and I liked it because two plus two is four, you know, and I couldn't understand English because uh, I, I spoke English, but I didn't understand all the rules because it had so many exceptions, you right, know? Yeah. Math didn't have any exceptions, and okay. I liked it. The Word of God does not have exceptions. It mm. is quick and powerful. But he said, as true as mathematics is, 
I've never found the man that found a book on mathematics, picked it up, and their life was changed by it. <laughs> but how many times the Bible has been picked up and read by children, men and women, and they read the word of God, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him would not perish but have everlasting life, and it changed their life. Yeah, That's the power of the word of God. Yep. So the Gideons really taking the word of God and placing that word of God to be able to be in the hands of individuals of all kinds of occupations and ages is really a great ministry. It is. And, um, you know, we're talking about God's Word and the Bible and the ministry of Gideon's International. Um, but what does the Bible, and I, I know this is a simple question, and our listeners will, you know, already have answers, but what does the Bible, uh, you know, us talking about the Bible on this program that's focused on missions. What does the Bible and missions have to do with each other? What? Okay. Uh, <clears throat> first of all, we find out our purpose through the Bible. We find our message in the Bible, mm-hmm. and we find out the consequences of that mm. in the Bible. So without the Word of God, uh, there would be no— we would not know of the gospel. Right. Without the Bible, the Word of God— we would not know any of that, so they work together. And so God gave the word. Uh, I think it's in Hebrews. It may be the best in Hebrews. We already read chapter 4. But in the beginning, it says God has spoken to us in mm-hmm. the past and by prophets and all the others. But in these last days, he's spoken unto us to his son. Yes. And so the message of the Bible is God's story love language or love story for us, mm. even though it's filled with uh, people use this all the time about, look at all the violence that took place in the Old Testament. Yes, but it had purpose because God was getting not only a people, but a land mm-hmm. ready so the Messiah could come to this earth and be born in that strategic location mm-hmm. and bring salvation to the world without the word of God. We would not have the message, therefore we would not have a mission. Yeah. So the the, the Bible, as we read it as followers of Jesus, um, and that's how we become followers of Jesus. We hear the word, right? Um, and and but we we see a um, a motivation to to go and and make disciples. We we have that motive. The Bible gives us that motivation of oh, we should be fulfilling this purpose in in our lives that God has given us. So we we see that. We also get the message, like you said, and we have something to say. When we go, uh, what are we going to do? Well, we're going to proclaim the good news of Jesus. Um, and, and then the Bible, like we said, it's kind of the, the circular thinking, but it's, it's a good kind of circular thinking. Um, when we go, you know, it compels us to go as we read the Bible. Um, we proclaim the word of God to people as, as the message of the good news of Jesus. And then as they hear it and they read it and they respond to it, it becomes the means of, of salvation that Jesus, they hear the good news proclaim, they hear the word of God proclaimed, and they believe, and uh, and then they follow Jesus themselves. And then that c- cycle starts all over yes, again. Um, and as you're reading, as we were reading Hebrews 4.12, the whole chapter in Hebrews 4 is, is uh, the context is about entering the rest that God uh, promises his people. Um there's a lot to that, but part of that, in, in a, a 
just an idea of summary of that is, is salvation, right? Right. Um, and and so what is the means that those that enter rest can do so, and those that will not um, refuse? It's is faith as they hear the word of God, as the word of God is spoken. Um, in some cases, these days, read, we can read God's word. Um, then that's where that sword comes in and divides, you know, where those that are believing can enter God's rest and, and know salvation. Amen. Nathan, when you said that, my mind just had to go back, said, today we can read God's word. Uh, there'd be no Gideon ministry had it not been for men that would take the word of God and translate it into a language that we could understand. Not everybody could read Hebrew and Greek and Aramaic. You know, it would be a foreign language to them. And so, isn't it neat how ministries, and I know this is going off a little bit, but it brings it all, the purpose together. The, the Bible to be translated, the Bible to be printed, the Bible to be placed, and the Bible to be read. Yeah. You're just talking about circular? Mm-hmm. I mean, and guess what? That happens in nations and languages that still need the Bible translated in their language. Yeah, that's right. There's and lots. There's thousands. It, exactly. And I was, as, as I was interviewing the Gideons International, and I may have done this off of the interview rather than when I was interviewing them, but they, they're in over a hundred countries, you know, sharing mm. the the word of God, and it's in the language right. of the people. Right. I mean, you don't not, have to learn English to read. You do the not Bible. have to learn old English yeah. to get it done. <laughs> King I mean, James English. King James. No, it is in their it's in their language, and and so it. The reason I brought that up, uh, that's how we work together. That's how God's partnership is. And that's missional because why reinvent the wheel? You know, yep. it's already here. Let's operate it. So Gideon's International is is in all these countries, and and the the people at the headquarters uh, they not only get to go to the local, they many times get to go and share the word of God in countries where it is more difficult than others. But they go there and. Uh, but the neat part of it is they have their own individual businessmen and professional men in those countries that are saved, and they're able to get the Word of God placed in their hands, and then they send it out. Uh, they have printing and distribution points all over the world. Mm. They don't have to ship everything That's out good. of Nashville. And, and so this international, it is missional in purpose. It is it is missional in power, but it's also m- missional in location. Mm. And, and that's yeah, neat. It is. You know, thinking about the idea of, of the Bible, um, the Word of God being mentioned earlier, it's like a seed, right? And now we're saying it's like a sword. And the idea of it being uh, like a sword, I mean, a sword is is dangerous, Right. Um, it can be. It can. It'll. It, it can harm and and hurt and cut. Um, you know, there's there's danger in. It's danger to uh, the ones who are sharing and spreading God's word, especially in certain certain places, right. certain locations and countries. 
um, it might even be illegal in some places, to share God's Word, either verbally or in written form. Um, that's what makes uh, the digital form really neat is that it can sort of be <laughs> hidden, right? It's not yeah, visible. We, sometimes I, I, I skip over that. That's awesome that it is available like yeah. that. So um, we, we also must remember, and I think it's important for us, especially those of us living in the U.S. who really haven't experienced persecution and don't understand what it's about. Um, as we read God's Word, um, and sometimes we can take it for granted to know that there's brothers and sisters who uh, have died and are being persecuted just to read the the verses that we skim over and and take for granted and and you know what I mean they're yes, sitting they they're sitting by our bedside and there's the Bible and we may or may not read it that day um, but it's precious and it's important and it like you started the this program with it it will change lives and it will change the world. Those of you who are listening today, the first thing I think we need to do is thank God for our salvation. Thank God that we have the Bible translated in our language that we can read it and understand it. But we also may need to say, God, do you want me to be involved in missions? And you may be a businessman, a professional man, and you say, well, I can't do much. Listen, I think you can. You can get a hold of Gideon's International and find out what's going on. There's some men in your area. They call them camps, Gideon camps all around, and they're placing the Word of God in in motels, in children's lives, nursing lives. There's so many areas that they do that. So we thank God for that. And we want to remind you as you hear this interview that's coming up that God has purpose for you, that God wants you to be able to fulfill that purpose, following God's Word, In God's Word, as it says in Hebrews 4.12, it is alive and it is powerful. Let the Word of God dwell in you richly and let Him do a work in your life that only He can do. As you listen to this interview, I pray that God would touch your life and you'd say, just like Isaiah said, here am I, send me. Today on Exploring Missions, we have with us Brent Elliott, and he is with Gideon's International. Now, I doubt if we're saying anything new to anybody that does not know about Gideon's. And, Probably not. But I thought we might get some insight into the international part of it, the headquarters, and a little bit how that works. I'm always amazed. I pastored for years, and each year we would have a Gideon come and share the ministry of Gideon's International. Amen. And we would hear a story about lives being changed, and we love that. And Amen. so I know you have done that, but how long have you been with Gideon's International, Brent? So I have been a member of the ministry for 26 years, but I have been a part of the International Headquarters staff the last 21 years. So been uh, in several different roles there at the headquarters, but I uh, have loved every moment of it. So, Did you have to move to be a part of that? Where you, I you, did. Uh, yeah, I, originally, that journey. I, I originally joined the ministry in Evansville, Indiana, and uh, after about uh, five years in the, in the local camp and doing my thing in Indiana, I got a phone call one day from the 
the international headquarters asking me if I'd ever considered full-time Christian service. And I was afraid they'd ship me off to the deep, dark jungles of Africa and forget me. But they didn't do that. They brought me on staff and then later sent me to Africa more times than I care to count. So. <laughs> well, let's talking about that. It is more than just United States, right? It is. The Gideons International is organized currently in 199 countries, territories, and possessions. I don't want to forget that one. 199 199 countries, territories, and possessions all around the globe. This year alone, we'll place God's Word at a rate of 70 million copies. We have done uh, over 2.5 billion since we first placed our first Bible in uh, 1908. So uh, I didn't do all that. I had a, a little help with some of that. So, <laughs> Well, people's connection with Gideon's, they call it a Gideon Bible. It's really the Holy Bible, it but it's, it's placed by Gideon's, exactly. right? Exactly. It's a Gideon Place Bible all over the world. So, And they're in hotels, motels. Many of them, those that will let us and yes, let you get yes. in. Hospitals, nursing homes, jails and prisons to our police, fire and EMT personnel. We distribute them to military personnel and we give them to children in the fifth grade and colleges all over the world. So fifth grade. In fact, most about 50 percent of our scripture distribution every year goes directly into the hands of students all over the world. Say that one more time. Fifty percent of what we give away on, a, on an annual basis goes into the hands of students, college students, fifth grade students and above all over the world. Yes. And each one of these New Testaments have a specific color or something to give when you give it to to that student. We do have uh, we do have very specific colors that uh, designate for us the areas of placement that we place them in. But uh, uh, they all contain the word of God, <laughs> the Psalms and the Proverbs, along with a help section in the front and the plan of salvation in the back. And so, yeah, we're, we're blessed to be able to give them all over the world. Well, us connected with fifth grade, you still able to do that, but not as when I was in the fifth grade, the Gideon came to our classroom, yeah. prayed, and he tell, he shared the story. I mean, I'm that old that I got to receive <laughs> the full full impact upon it. Amen. But now you don't quite do that in in public schools. But you're still able to get it to them. We we are still able. Most of our school distributions here in the U.S. are sidewalk distributions. So we we accomplish giving students in the middle schools and high schools a copy of God's Word as they leave the schools heading home. But believe it or not, around the world we are still welcomed into many of the classrooms, and we go classroom by classroom and give away copies of God's Word and explain to them who the Gideons are and why we're there. Men from all over the world there to share God's Word with them. The Word of God. Amen. 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 Well, let's go to your headquarters. Tell me a little bit something that happens. at the, We know what happens when the Gideon comes to our churches and they share and we know about the rooms, but what about Gideon's International in Nashville, Tennessee area. Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, yeah. We've been there for about uh, 45 years in Nashville. We started in Chicago years ago, but moved our headquarters to Nashville. Uh, you know, the beauty of the of the headquarters ministry, we've got a staff of about 120, 125 people on staff in Nashville. Another 70 part-time people scattered all over the world. But we we have a, a, a calling of those that come to work for the ministry. They have to be born-again believers. 
believers. And so we're privileged to start our day each day with a time of devotions. Our international cabinet has felt that that was a very important way to start our day. So we come together, we read God's word, and we have a time of prayer for the ministry every single morning before we, we begin our work day. Well, does each camp send in a request for the number of Bibles and you guys meet that request? Is that how it works? We do. We have over 3,000 camps all around the globe, and so uh, most of them order their scriptures online, and we're able to fulfill that. We have about 20 different printers around the globe that help us print God's Word in 109 different languages. 109 languages. Yep, and so we ship those more in a regional basis rather than all of them coming from the U.S. They'll, those 20 printers around the globe help us in, in our shipping to keep the cost that is more effective. using the money wisely, is yeah. it not? Yeah. Well, is the future, keep it on doing what you've always done, looking at it, sharing the scriptures with people? Yeah, amen. The you know the the real call of our ministry is that we are a men's ministry called to to call men up to a higher standard. You know, when our ministry got its start back in 1899, it was designed to give the traveling Christian salesman an opportunity to be accountable for his testimony as he traveled. And that's needed today more than ever. And so as as men of God, men of faith, men of action, our local camps are still designed to call men to the to the God given calling that they have to be the leader in their home, in their church and in their community. As a man stands on a college campus, giving away a copy of God's word or stands in front of that high school placing God's Word into the hands of students, His testimony should be powerfully convincing and convicting to everybody who sees Him. And that's why we exist, is to still see men, women, boys, and girls come to know Christ through reading His Word. Amen. Now, when a Gideon comes to a local church, they'll say, if there's any businessmen here who feel they are called by God to do that, let them sign up and let us go through the procedure. Is that still happening? That is still happening all over the world. In fact, I have the the privilege of traveling on behalf of the ministry to countries and recruiting new members all the time. And even here at NRB, we've had the the opportunity this week to give out several membership applications (laughs) to men that want to become part of who the Gideons are in their own local communities. Well, Brent, I want to tell you, I'm a Gideon international fan and i appreciate all that you guys do and what you share in the word of god the word of god will go forth and it will accomplish what god sent it forth to do amen Amen. Uh, it is sharper than any two-edged sword that's pretty powerful isn't it i'll share a quick testimony we had a a group of gideons in uh, tanzania handing out copies of god's word in swahili the native language of tanzania to about 600 students one of the young men came running up to the gideons and he said mr mr my bible is not in swahili well they looked at it the outer cover was written swahili but the inside words were in a language they didn't readily recognize. So they apologized to the young man. They found a Bible that was Swahili inside and out and offered him the new, the, the new Bible. And he said, no, no, you don't understand. I need that Bible. And they said, why would you want a Bible you can't read? He said, because the Bible is not for me, it's for my father. And my father does not read or speak Swahili. He only reads and speaks Portuguese, the language of that Bible. Now, if you know anything about how a book is made, they come in two parts. There's the book block and there's the outer cover. So it's not unfathomable to think that a Portuguese Bible might have been wrapped in a Swahili cover, put in a box, sent to Tanzania, and handed to the one student who needed it. 
but we know that didn't happen. You see, our Swahili Bibles are only printed in Thailand. Our Portuguese are only printed in the U.S. and Brazil. Three different printers, never do they come together. We know that God changed the words in that book to be what that young boy needed to take home to his father. Amen. And that's why we continue to do what we do. God is able. Amen. Isn't he able? Amen. Every day. Amen. You've been listening to Exploring Missions. Our guest today has been Brent Elliott. He's with the Gideons International. And you need to thank God for the Gideon ministry as they're taking the word of God around the world. Brent, thank you for being with us. Thank you, Bert, for having me, and God bless you and your ministry as well. Thank you. Today we have heard Brent, and Brent, thank you again. And I want to invite all of you, be be on mission for God, hand God's word, but more importantly, live God's word.